welcome to another edition of Philly Sportscast with your host, Derek. Dave. And E-Money. E-Money's in the house tonight, Davey boy. Hey. I'm in the house every night, boy. E-Money's also sporting the new Smash Saturday attire. 2007. Thank you, thank you, thank you. MTSS. Check it out, SmashSaturday.com. SmashSaturday.com. And we'll also have a picture of E-Money in the shirt tonight. No, you We'll won't. snap a photo right now and get it on the site. You may get the shirt. We'll get the shirt, not your face. Nobody, You got a face for radio. I'll tell you no what, it'll break about. everybody's computer. Hilarious. Big, biggest virus. Gentlemen, yeah. Mark Teixeira is in the Atlanta Brave. How do you feel about Woo-hoo! that? Oh, the Braves are going to take it. The Mets are done. You think so? Oh, yeah, dude. I don't think so at all. Teixeira is a great pickup. End hotel. Not but bad at all. They might finish in second or they might get the wild card, but the Phillies are where? Might as well be Outside. in last place. Might as well be in last place. Might as well be in last. See, why is that? Because, okay, they're three back now, right? That's what I hear. They no, were three back last year this time. They're going to screw it up. No, they were they were three back out of the wild card, you mean? Yeah, they, they, they no, were in contention this time. Well, yes, year. but they were like 12 games out of the Well, year. right, of yeah. course. But they were three back from the wild card. They screwed it up. Two years ago, screwed it up. Dude, they're going to screw it up again. They just don't have it. They just don't have it. Isn't the it, other two teams have it. They do not have it. Is this Phillies team a example of consistency or what? They're always just floating around right the 3-4 the game mark. Every year, they're just getting there yep. enough to make you feel like junk afterwards. I'm not, I'm not jumping on the. I'm not, uh, you know, eating the. Uh... Adam Eaton, don't get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. I was trying to, you know, go with that, and it worked out. I hate that guy more than dust. And I don't really hate anybody, but Adam Eaton is definitely not my favorite player. And you guys can see in the beginning of the season, toot, toot, DC called it. This guy is garbage, and he's garbage. Sorry to cut you off, you money, but you said Eaton, and I had to pounce. That's all good. It's all good, bro, because you're right, 100%. The dude stinks. He stinks. They're going to bring Kyle Loesch in. Welcome, Kyle Loesch, to the Philadelphia Phillies. Come on, guys. Ah, Good for you. Good for you. He's your fifth starter. He's a starting pitcher. Great. Awesome. Great. Wow, there's no excitement in the basement tonight at all. Philly season is over, dude. You're kidding me. Oh, it's over. But I know well, they. We, but we, is, it, is it over because no trades could be made for starting pitching? And although they did get a starting pitcher, or is it over because Shane Torino, Michael Bourne, and um, Chase Utley are all on a disabled list? And is Nunez that why? just got hurt during the game. Nunez, it's the least of my problems. Good player, right? But I mean, it's just another person that's getting hurt that you're losing out on now. Does it really matter? It does, does it matter. Matter? Ev? I do. I you still think the they're going to make the playoffs. Dave still thinks they're going to make the playoffs. Well, there you Ev? go. Do you, Dave? No, I don't think they're okay, going to make well, the playoffs. Right. You guys never thought they're going to make the playoffs this year. Right. Well, when it's Adam Eaton, your prize offseason pickup, well, Freddie Garcia, your other prize right. offseason pickup, plays like he plays and pitches like he pitches, the guy is terrible. Just terrible. No fun to watch. Gives up those early runs. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm not excited oh, they, about. It. And they picked up uh, the uh, the wife beater to boot. Well, every team needs a good wife beater, but the Phillies got two. Well, we got. Now <laughs> they can swap stories. They can have a little meet and greet. The two wives can get together and say, "Listen, what's up? You deserve that." Now is that like is a that smack a in the guy? face or what? Is that does it really matter? What are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, don't you want to? Do, no one else wanted to pick them up, so we do. No. I don't understand. Nobody, no All other right. team wanted to touch that man. From what I understand, he's got a heck of an arm, right? And from what I also understand, like the Brett Myers thing, it's being blown out of proportion a little bit. Well, the woman now, has I'm, stitches in her face. I'm not discounting what went on, Ev, but there has to be a reason why the trade was made. <laughs> yeah, because, the trade. because they're always he's always talking to Seattle. He must like know, you know. I know, yeah. he, you know, I know. He knows the dude can pitch. 
Well, that's what I was saying about Atlanta and Kansas City. The guy from Kansas City worked in Atlanta, knows the minor league. Okay, Gillick knows the minor league in Seattle. Probably guys that he drafted that he he has liked. GMs do that. They bring yeah, in players. That's why they with. float, man. You don't just get a GM job off the GM assembly line. Yeah. Get you it? You don't go on Monster.com. You know what I mean? Like he was putting GM cards well, one together. One of my resumes not. I don't think he gets. E-Money's resume is not getting any hits, Dave. That's another topic. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, he can't even go to Ottawa to pitch. No, he can't. Because leave. he's not allowed to leave the country. Not, and that's why his wife went back to the Dominican Republic with her sons. Like, we're out of here, yo. Reach All right, here. regardless. It's hilarious. It's just, it's another. Break it down for me, fellas. I'm going to hear it right here. Who wins the NL East? Atlanta Braves. Dave? I'm still going to go to the Mets. Because if you don't go to the Mets, that means the Phillies can't make the playoffs because the Mets aren't going to finish third. Right. I could go with the Phillies one in the. But I don't see that. You don't see the Phillies winning this division? No. But, so they're playing wild card right now. Well, think yes. about this, okay, though. I can Guys, see that. the Phillies are tied with the Atlanta Braves. Right. Regardless of what happens tonight, we left them another tie game on a Wednesday night, so we're going to find <laughs> out what happens after this. But the Phillies aren't out of it by no. any stretch of imagination. No, 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 no. If they can hang and get – they got two – all right. That's the thing. They can't hang, Derek. I, that team cannot hang. They've never been able to hang. They I, can't do it. I disagree. They can't hang on. I disagree. They lost Gordon and Myers, Evan, and they hung tough. They lost Utley, and everyone's like, okay, they're going to be sellers at the market. They got to Aguchi in, and they've been winning. Last night was their first time they lost in a week. I don't think it's Aguchi in. I think it's Aguchi-san. No, they got a Gucci in. They traded for a Gucci to come play. I know it was. A, it was. A, I was kicking around a joke. Horrible. Your jokes are horrible, horrible. Guys, tonight. Really? Yeah. I thought it was on point. Smash no. Saturday week. Your, your jokes are so much better when you didn't even know when you made jokes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that, that was a bomb too. The Jamie Moyer line. Yeah, that was awesome. That was good. Got a good laugh. I, I'll get. I'll get a laugh out of you tonight, Colterbank. I hope so. It's not that hard. No, it's not. Sweet. Okay, so you have the Braves winning it. The Braves winning it. No, 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 no. I have the Mets. You have the Mets winning it. Evan has the Braves winning it. Nobody has the Phillies winning it. And the Phillies are still well, what do you very have? much what do, what do you attention. Have? You don't. You didn't. You always do this to us. Here's DC's breakdown. Let's hear it. If the Mets really wanted this division, they would have took it already. Yeah, they, they, they're not they that good. The, if they had the talent to win it, they would have taken it already. Don't tell me Pedro is coming back. Oh God, I'm it's not like down with that. Him I'm really not down with that. So now you have Teixeira coming in and Dotel coming in. Oh, monster, monster, monster pitch, monster pitcher, monster hitter. Teixeira to the National League is something special. Oh yeah, he's a player, man, a true player. However, I'll say this again. If the Phillies can hover, and I think they can hover by two simple reasons. At the trade deadline, anybody would have given their right arm for Brett Myers or Tom Gordon. Yes. You agree with that? Yes. The Phillies got them both. Do you understand what I mean? Like, Oh, I understand so exactly. So the Phillies hovered in contention or in contention, and all of a sudden, say Gillick said, I'm bringing in Brett Myers to close and Tom Gordon to set up on the trade deadline, we would be like, we're going to win the division. But you're getting that now. That's what I said last week. So I don't think it's – I don't. I wouldn't discount this team in any stretch of imagination. They can still score runs. They got Aaron Rowan, who's not going anywhere now. You got a team that's going to fill on – like I was saying to you guys tonight, I don't know who the lineup is now with all these injuries, but they're eventually going to get healthy. Three weeks from now, the, the whole thing's going to be different. But, yeah, three weeks now could be very different. So who's right. winning the division? Right. So Stop listen, bouncing around. I think the Braves are going to win a division, and the Phillies are going to come in second. You just said the Mets couldn't end up in third. No, you that's did. according to you. That's according to you because you said the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. Right. But I'm, I'm well, saying I, could, I think the Mets will finish third. But before I even said I have the Mets winning it, if I said the Braves come in first, the Phillies could, could still could come in second, make the playoffs. And well, the you Mets didn't say that, though. Right, because you said it, though. You said the Mets couldn't finish third. Well, we're well, going to – 
we're going to have to see what happens because the Phillies won a lot of games recently and they're playing really bad teams. Now they're coming over to Chicago. They're doing pretty well. Chicago, Milwaukee, major set. Um, Atlanta and and uh, New York, the Mets. We're going to have to see what they can do. Guys, the Phillies aren't a bad team. Well, I'm not saying there. that they, they are. They score a ton of runs. There, right, dude. I don't think the Braves are all that. I mean, they still have some hard time pitching. I mean, Smoltz is hurt. I totally agree with you, Dave. Yeah. I I don't think the Braves are all that. However, as tonight was a terrific example, they're going to start scoring six, seven, eight runs a game. Exactly. Right. They're going to be offensive. And that's going to be powers. pretty scary. And that's what the Phillies are. And I agree with you. And then, but and the Braves don't have besides Dotel. I think the Phillies can start winning a lot of four three ball games. Hopefully, hopefully, what? and I do. Well, tonight I, could be that example. It could be that five four ball game. Yep, yeah. on the road. On the road's tough. They got to go to Milwaukee after this. Mets got to go into uh, Chicago. It's not an easy team to beat. That's the Phillies. Like in one run games, I think are like seven and nineteen or something like yeah, that. No, it's it. terrible. It. Although they do lead the league and come from behind victories. So, oh, imagine that. It's because Adam Eaton's giving up the, a run up, at the very beginning. Adam Eaton gives up his seven, yeah. and then they bring the bullpen in, and then they, all of a sudden they come back. So, you're right. I wish they would keep Durbin and send Eaton to back <laughs> I, to Sometimes I think about maybe we should just stop talking about the Phillies altogether. Why? It's just, exciting. It's baseball season. It is exciting. You're, what am I thinking? Why is it you not exciting? You watch them this every is, night. Why still... do you want to stop talking about them? What do you want to what do you Because want to talk this about? happens every year. You shouldn't be a sports fan, then. This is I know. This I know. is what the Phillies do. This is they, they lose. Do it, I know they lose. Okay, but they it's don't okay. have a losing record. They have a winning record. Exactly. You're right. Uh, you know what? You guys are so right. I, I strict that so from right. the record. I shouldn't even talk like that. Let's stay positive. But you're right. I shouldn't be negative about this whole situation. That's the whole idea. Of not talking. Let's, no, 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 let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hey, let's talk about it, guys. I really want to stress the seven. Do not stay positive. Don't go negative. Stay positive. Whatever you want to do, whatever you feel, talk about it. Because it's something that needs to be talked about. If this Phillies team is going to be the same rehash every year, you wonder why players don't want to play here. I mean, Aaron Rowan doesn't wants to play for a championship team. He's been on one, right? If the Phillies are going to be finished third, three games out of the wild card every single year for the next six, seven years, he's not going to want to play here anymore. Nobody's and going that's to play something here. to talk about. I agree. All right. All if right. they're like this... They are like this. They're like they this. They are like this. You're right. What do you mean if they're like this? They're like this. Oh, Ev, don't pounce. I just said one thing. I understand what you're saying. I'm not pouncing. We're not going to stop talking about the Phillies. It's just why we don't stop talking about the Flyers. It's why we don't stop talking about the Sa- – I'm not sorry. We, we never <laughs> talk about the Sa- <laughs> You know what I'm saying. You got saying. me to laugh there. Good one. Yeah. Hey, the bomb. <laughs> Set them up. Well, go Phils. Go Phils. I do. I still like the season, man. I still have no problem. No reason yeah, to play baseball yet. left, dude. It's only August first. I love it. Two months of baseball. I love it. I'm, I love baseball. I watch it every day. I know you do. That's why we have to talk about it because it might be something that you can actually bring insight to. Oh, <laughs> he man. just thinks they suck. You know, this, it always sucks with a show. I think that really stinks. You get salty. I think they really stink. You should be hyped. Hyped about the Philly season? Hyped about hyped. something. It, be it, excited it, about. You know, the, the longer life. the season goes, the more I hate it. I wish I, I can't take it because I can't take this not making the playoffs again, and they're so close. There can be no depression in the basement. The basement must be uh, we lively depression. atmosphere. Depression. You you're like you reek depression every week. No, that's just he reeks. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> My right guard sports stick. You know, I was listening to the show the other night. Um, I was listening to the back shows today. Are you the one that was listening? Yeah, I was probably the one. Who, I listened to the show where we broke the glass and we we're talking about the Macchiori dinner. It was pretty. It, it was funny, and then I wanted to listen to the to the glass breaking. And then, right after that, we clean up and everything. And Evan goes, "Did you toot again, Stinky?" <laughs> and I started laughing, Ev, because I remember that night because you. It was terrible. 
We had ass problems down in the basement. This is we shit. It wasn't <laughs> necessarily no just me. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, it was the dog. But, but the funny part of <laughs> but when you say your voice has changed, but your breath's still the same, <laughs> that's a good line. Thank you. Yes, so. Medieval time there. Medieval time there. So let's talk about, speaking of medieval times. <laughs> Great segue, Dave. The Eagles are at Lehigh. Okay. Where they have the medieval, like, um, what's that, the Renaissance Fair in that county, I think? I don't know. I don't know. What's it like there? The, the Renaissance Fair, do you go every year? I don't go. I don't go. My dra- my Dungeons & Dragons uh, <laughs> cosplayers don't necessarily make their way up there. We always go to the latest convention. Oh, okay. So I just want to say this. Comic-Con. I want to know something serious. And Are you both listening to me? I'm listening. You're the only two. <laughs> I want to tell you this is very important. What is with all the excitement coming out of Lehigh? Dude, I have no idea. It's crazy. Why are people excited about this team? Like, what what blinders are on? Like, and I'm not just talking about the fans. I'm talking about the coaches. Everything. They're like, there's nothing. There's no nothing to not be excited about. I, I can name you five things not to be excited about. I, I mean, do, are we? Am I totally wrong? I mean, tell no. me out, Derek. I was um I was on the same situation. I was in the same impression of what these people are doing, and I thought it was me. I'm like, is it me? Do, am I the asshole that thinks that they're bad? And have I thought the same thing? Everybody you're thinks the that asshole. They're, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he sets them up. You knock them down. But you, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was really I'm, I I didn't know I don't know what's going on either. The, the the fan base, the people out there are just like. Got blinders on or something. They they think that we have a Super Bowl contender team and we just really don't. God, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like Andy Reid sits up for his day one press conference and says, "I'm not going to talk about this, my sons and everything," which is totally acceptable. Yeah. But the next question they ask him is, "How do you feel about your team?" And he says, "I have no reason not to think that this team cannot be successful." And from in my mind, when a head coach in the NFL says successful, that's not an eight and eight season, Dave. Oh no, definitely not. That's a 11-5 and five season in a playoff berth. Do you understand what I mean? I totally understand what you're saying. But yeah, that is not just squeaking into the playoffs on the last day of the season. That's clinching your division. I agree. That's successful season. Yeah. But in, if, if we determine that as being a successful season, is this team going to be successful in your eyes tonight, right now? I mean, Dave. Dave. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking the NFC East. E-Money? That's a tough call right now. I, can't. It's, 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 I mean, it is a tough call. I do want to remind you, Money, he said that Dallas was going to win 13 games last week. I did say that. So the Eagles are going to win more to take the division? or is it, So it's not a tough I, call. You know, I said 12, 13 games. Um, I'm going to stand by that. I mean, Way Phillips is, a little, is an issue there with what they got going on there. I do there, want to but say this. I, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt So you. early. I do want to say this real quick. All of us here on the podcast always say something that we don't necessarily mean at the time, and somebody might pounce on it. If you want to take that back right now, that 12, 13 game win by Dallas, We'll let you do that. No, I, I really think I, – I know all the other professionals are saying that they're going to come in third, but I think Dallas has a better team than the Giants do. And I think um, it's going to be Dallas and the Eagles. So I don't know if they're going to – I said 13. I think they're going to win – they're going to win the majority of the game. I don't see the Eagles – you don't understand. First of all, when we were talking on that conversation, we were talking about – I was saying if McNabb gets hurt, it's a whole nother ball game. No, that's true. And you know what? Um Andy Reid says it all the time. Well, you know, you know, of course, health is a factor, blah, blah, blah. I don't see how this couldn't happen. Because he knows that it, McNabb could get hurt week three, and it's all over for them. All over. Well, that's okay. But that's I, what we I said totally last agree. year, too. If McNabb gets hurt, Garcia stepped in. Right. Took him to the playoffs. 
Exactly. And that's, you know, and right. that's you totally, that's a totally good defense there. But we don't have a Jeff Garcia this year. This just in, this just in though, the Eagles have reported that they are paying Eli Manning's salary this year in order for him to play for the Giants, which is so important. <laughs> Because Does that count against the cap? Uh, yes, without him, we'll take the hit. Without him, the Giants are a better team. So we'll take him. Let him. Oh, throw. dude, you remember last year? Big Blue even said, "Oh, Eli looked into Amani's eyes and threw that pass up the end zone." I'll tell you that. Like was we said last year, bullshit. What, is, what are right these there. Giants fans thinking? This guy, that team will never, ever, ever be successful with him at the helm, ever. And. I it's, see that the coaching staff has to change. That the whole coaching staff has to go. Conklin has to go away for anything it, to happen. And it, Eli has to go. They're going to have major quarterback problems. And it all starts, you know, coaching, quarterback, top, on down. top down. That's exactly. They have a whole set of problems going on over there. No shit. Straight his hand name, sitting out. His name begins and ends with Eli. Seriously. Oh, that's fine with me. The dude's a chump. And if they start losing... Shockey's going to be screaming and yelling. Yep, and then they're, all of a sudden there's inner inner drama. Turmoil, Ev. Turmoil. It doesn't help a team. We know that firsthand, gentlemen. Do we know T.O.? I still think they're going to be better than Washington, though. Oh, okay. There's, you can think Oh, no, that's that. I'm just because we talked about every other team but, in our division. Okay, no, I, I understand that. But you think about Washington is a great example, Dave. You, they're going to, to training camp saying, listen, we have this, this. We have one of the best running backs in the league. Who's unfortunately just got hurt? Yeah, he's hurt right now. Oh, what happened to him? Hamstring. Pulled a pancreas or something. Oh <laughs> uh, no, you know what? It's, it's, it's his knee. His it's his knee. Yeah. Swelled knee. Ooh. But he, but he might sit out for some preseason okay. games. It was hurt in minicamp. He didn't practice today. He's, okay. But they do have one of the best running backs in the league. Pussy hurts. <laughs> do the Eagles have one of the best running backs in the league? Yes. Westbrook is top five, five top ten, top five. No. Top ten, top eight. Easy top ten. I mean, because of combined Easy yards. Easy top ten. Yeah. Name them off. Oh, oh, come I would on. have to what's called, run them down fuck? and all that. But, I mean, there's only 32 teams. So you, Westbrook's a top 10. He would have to be up there. Okay. For production, for catches and runs. All right. Now, I'm not talking Ugh. fantasy. I'm talking. Oh, no. I'm talking straight up. I mean, the guy had probably 12 TDs last year. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, Clinton Portison or Brian Westbrook, who would you take if you were creating a team today? Depends on what kind of team it's you're not- creating. Are you creating a West Coast offense Eagles team? Or am I creating a Washington, D.C.-based well, no. Washington want, game? They're two different, they're two running, different back, running backs. Like a straight-up running back going you know, up the field, or do you want someone who can catch the ball and do all that? Guys, you are on the field. You have your quarterback. There are two running backs available to you. Which one do you take? I'd probably take Westbrook because he can be out there. I mean, it's, not, it's not a yeah. wrong answer. No, I'm, no, I'm not. You can't go. Not, you can't lose him either for? one. I'm You're not, asking. I'm, you're about to talk. That's why I'm looking at you. What do you want me to do? I mean, what What is this become? What are you talking about? I mean, can, we, can we put like big pylons in between us yeah, so we can't like see each other? Like we're taking the SATs? <laughs> why are you looking at me? <laughs> I would uh, definitely take Westbrook as well. You would? Yeah. Don't see it, guys. I don't see it. And I'm looking for feedback on the forums on this because you know what? important to me Let me just give just... a little shout out real quick. Paraphrase. Can you just post up all the stats of both these running backs for the last I'm... four years? You know he's going to write a two-page article about this. He now. will write a two-pager, and I will read Yeah, but you know two-pager. what? The stats The stats will come back Portis in favor probably. On the running game. On the running game. Right, but well, total well, he's a running back. That. Right, he's a no, running back. Total yards. What we're talking about. You're talking, talking about, about a running back, but a running back can catch the ball. Throw the ball, run with the ball. Guys, I'm asking you who you t- – they're both sitting on the sidelines. Right. I'm taking Westbrook. Take? And I you're the same too. way. Oh, yeah. And I don't feel that as a running back. Right, but, I mean, Portis has always been one of your favorite players out there. I agree. But this is here's my here's my big problem with that is Brian Westbrook isn't a guy who can carry the ball 25 to 30 times – say even 20 to 25 times a game. 
he's a guy that carries the ball 11 times and catches the ball nine times. Is that the kind of running back that you want for this team? Because it's proven to not be successful for the Eagles. And I mean successful as going far in the playoffs and potentially to the Super Bowl. Do you understand what I mean, though? Yeah. Do you under- Didn't he go to the Super Bowl two years ago? He did, they did go to the Super Bowl. Don't when get did me Portis wrong. go? I don't know. He went with Denver? Did he go? No. No, he didn't go. But uh, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to line. I'm, I'm, I'm stereotyping. Right. I understand what you're saying. But Portis has not proven to be better. As you're saying, better getting further in the playoffs than Brian Westbrook. I don't. That's and you can take the names and take the skill set off of these two players. All I'm suggesting is that I don't think a Brian Westbrook type of running back gets as a number one featured back gets you to where you want to be as much as a Clinton Portis does. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not saying names and you know funny hats that Portis wears, (laughs) although I do enjoy them. The Westbrook hyperbolic chamber that him and Dawkins are now subscribing to. Uh, all I'm saying is I don't think – I think you need a guy that can carry the ball 24, 26, 28 times a game. Three, get that three yard on first down just like to know – to tell those linebackers that you're going to get punished today. I don't think Brian Westbrook is that kind of player. And, and fact, he's not that he's kind not, of player. Fact, he's not that kind of player. Exactly, Evan. I, and I know he's not that kind of a player, but I think you need that type of player to get where you need to be. I don't think the Colts have that, and the Colts won the Super Bowl last year. The Colts had two different running backs playing – on different, I think that's a different circumstance, though, Dave, because okay. of the, because of your offensive, because of the quarterback, right? But the Colts took a long time to get there, and they got beat often by teams with good, solid running back. Oh, I'm sorry, they, and they lost games because they didn't have a solid running back core. I agree with you. I, I well, agree. they did win the Super Bowl. I'm talking about years prior. Years prior, they won the Super Bowl, but and that's all that matters. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's maybe two, I'm off. Maybe I'm totally off. Oh base. no, there's two different kind of schemes you have there. You exactly. Can, it all depends what you want to go for. Right on. I, they, I mean, the Eagles pass the ball all the time. Dude, that's like saying, okay, that's all they do. you have the, the option to take Tony Gonzalez. Well, if you don't throw to your tight end and you have him blocking the whole time, Tony Gonzalez does nothing for your team. So it all depends what your team's going to do. But you wouldn't do. have a Tony Gonzalez unless you utilized him like a Tony Gonzalez type of player. Right. But that's so that's you, exactly you what I'm so saying. Your though. point is that you cater your offense around the players that you have. Right. Okay, I'm down with that. But I'm exactly. asking you who to pick from the get. If Andy Reid had to pick from the get, do you really think he would take Westbrook over? If you take Westbrook, Portis, it gives you more a Westbrook type now. player yeah. over Clinton Portis type player. Right. He needs a player like that for what he does in the offense. Okay, guys, I'm down. Guys, I'm down. Fantasy draft. If you had the first pick, who you pick? Oh, LT. No Evan. questions. Oh, I don't even know. LT. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay, then but if LT. LT, you can take whoever you want. Take D'Angelo Williams. Helped you last year. Oh yeah, Do it he's again. not picking anything yeah. this year. So. It doesn't matter. Well, you guys smoked. Every, last year. You guys smoked everybody last year picking D'Angelo in the first <laughs> round. Do it again and just wipe your ass with everyone. Say, see we you didn't later. Pick him in the first round. It was coming back. Second. No, round. it was the first round. No, it wasn't the first round. It wasn't the first round. It was coming back. In I the wish second. I had it. I wish you had it too. Wish you had him. You can have him no. this year. You just pick him. I wish I had the draft board. It wasn't first round. No way. Hey, dude, the, we made the, it far in the draft. You, and you guys did. That's what I'm telling you. You did awesome. High five. You want it? Oh, he wiped your nose. <laughs> You just put your finger up your nose. Now you're high five. Ah! Don't touch me. That was pretty gross, dude. That was pretty gross. I was clearly only outside of he the ring. He couldn't rim. wipe it on the new shirt. Not. It was not outside of the ring. No dude. pick. It was no pick. pick. Guys, before we get to the Paraphase Post of the Week, I want to talk about something very important. I want you guys to tell me what it is that gets you excited every day about sports. Dave, you fire off first right now. Jesus Christ. You really only have – it has to come to you right now or you don't have nothing. I just love – the option of either winning, or not the option, but you either are going to win or lose. I mean, it all comes down. We have a game on pause right now. 
Hopefully they're going to win. They can do it. Are they going to do it? It's up to these guys. I love just watching that competition. Can they pull it out? Imani, why do you read the sports section every day? Oh, because first of all, I love sports. I love a lot of things that they're doing. What's and the first thing you go to, though? Phillies. Phillies. And he just said, stop talking about the Phillies, though. Oh, dude, first thing I go to is scoreboard. I love just seeing what all the other teams did and where everybody like, So on. you still read the box scores? Not yeah. a lot of people do, man. Huh. My, my son and I, my son and I were talking about. My son certainly hasn't hasn't had the opportunity to read box scores. However, he asked me what all these numbers were, and it was really interesting to him because it was a whole bunch of numbers. And I said, "Oh, this does this," and I showed him the guy, and that really like turned him on. Rather than was reading an article about people he doesn't even know about, so yeah. it's pretty wild. Baseball, man, baseball gets me jazzed every year. It's, to me, it's like on nothing on. And Evan, you were talking about it earlier how much you think baseball is important because of the interaction that the players have with the fans. Oh, I totally agree. Over. 162 games. A social aspect, not so much the uh, the sporting game itself. I mean, it's awesome to see what the what the players do with the fans and how they're always out there. And you know, it's it's a family sport. You know, you know, the Eagles. Eagle, you can't go to an Eagles game with your five year old kid. I mean, you can. Oh, you can go to practice. What are those three thousand people doing up there in practice? Watching what? Two days. Are, are they the diehards? Like the no, true they're diehards? Di- they're the ones that they want autographs. Right. That's that's all they want. To so, see this person. So, so does the Eagles and other people who watch these newscasts understand that these are autograph seekers that are looking to sell this autograph on eBay? They don't realize that. The Eagles go, we had 3,000 people here today, and we had so many people in this lottery to get this Bumble whatever's name's autograph. But at the same time, you, what I was just talking about is talk you about got, like if this. you have an 11-year-old son who loves the Eagles and he's into football, you, you're taking them there. You can't take them to a football game because, one, you can't get tickets. It's going to cost you two fifty million. Dollars. Okay, and, that's then, a- and you might get close. Up, I, I went to an Eagles camp when I was 11 or 12 years old, and I got Randall Cunningham's autograph. And I, and I got a picture with him and everything. And then to, when I was a kid, that was, that was like the big, yeah. best thing in the world. I got, you know, it was awesome. And that's you know, they're bringing a lot of their children there and stuff. And that's what you can do there. That is a family uh, function right there. Yeah, there's no, uh, fuck you, I will kill you. (laughs) And your mother. Mom, can you please be quiet? (laughs) So, I mean, that's what I think that's going on. And the autograph seekers, too, which is a lottery now or something. I mean, you can't just, like, get an autograph. Not at all. You have to. Back in the day, you could, like, 89. I I walked right up, man. At the end of baseball games. Hockey games, basketball, it didn't matter. You could stay outside. The guys are walking out to the car, sign autographs, get in the car. Yeah. Nowadays, parking's underneath. You can't get there. Big they get time. in the cars and they leave. Okay, we're going to move on to the Paraphase Post of the Week. And the Paraphase Post of the Week is an RIP to Bill Walsh. I wrote this in the post, and I firmly believe this. There wasn't there was football, and there was offensive football pre and post Bill Walsh. And there is no in-between there. But these guys are going crazy. Pearface, let's go Mets. Well, real quick, who do you think he would have picked, Bill Walsh? Would he pick Clinton Portis or Brian Westbrook? There's no doubt he would pick Westbrook. Okay. There's no doubt in my mind because that's who he got. That's um, Roger Craig. That's Roger Craig, absolutely. And how many Super Bowls did they win with that kind of running back? They won three. Peace. <laughs> Dynasty. Well, you have to have Ricky the Waters. talent. You have to have oh. the talent at head coach, and you have to have the talent at wide receiver, <laughs> and you have to have the talent at quarterback. Do you have the talent at, at wide receiver that the San Francisco 49ers had? No, no, nobody does. Do you have the talent at quarterback that the San Francisco 49ers had? No, nobody does. Then shut the fuck up. But you're talking about a position. Jesus you can't Christ. Break, no, you can't just 
clarify or make one position. You think bullshit. You think a running back like don't, Clinton don't Portis even, is going to bring a run and bring a title, which he never did. Do not compare the Eagles or or my potential. I'm just asking. Why, 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 why not compare anybody? Eagles. Do you think Bill Walsh is a great coach? Of course, he's a Hall of Famer. Bill Walsh picks a player like Brian Westbrook to run in his offense. He doesn't pick a running back like a Clinton Portis. That's all I was asking. I'm not comparing the Eagles or Brian Westbrook to the 49ers or Roger Craig. Exactly. You know, I don't what do you think? Dean, are you going to have talk conversation with him or are you just going to fuck around? <laughs> uh, let me see what Pearface has here. <laughs> Why don't you do something then? Why don't you see, do look, something? look at this. <laughs> Salty. Did you say something to me? I'm sorry. I missed it. You were having a conversation. Then you pounced on the coach quarterback thing, and then you just stopped not, talking to him. It's not a conversation. It's him saying something that I don't agree with, and I'm not going to argue with him because he's totally I'm not, wrong. I'm not arguing anything. <laughs> All I ask, what kind of running back would Bill Walsh pick? He would pick Roger Craig type. In, the, in those two situations, he would pick Brian Westbrook. I, okay. I can't deny that. That's all I'm asking. I'm not comparing Brian Westbrook to Roger. But you're Craig. saying, did he win a bunch of Super Bowls? Yeah, he won a right, bunch was of that Super Bowls. Don't compare these two teams. I'm not. Dude, you are by saying that. You're also saying you said Clinton Portis is the, the better running back because they get more successful Dave, in the playoffs, Dave, which they you're don't. You're getting off topic. You, you're saying these two teams. How many? You're saying Bill Walsh won three Super Bowls. So if with he, that if, kind of running back, yeah, but dude, he didn't. It wasn't the running back that won the Super Bowls. Although Roger Craig was an incredible player, don't discount that. It was the wide receivers. It was the quarterback. They had a great team. It was a great team. I'm right. talking about one piece of the puzzle. Right, one piece of the puzzle. One is piece not of the puzzle. It. That's what I was saying about the Colts. They might not have that one piece that you think. I honestly think there's no doubt. I honestly think that if. Clinton Porters was your starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Brian Westbrook was your starting running back for the Washington Redskins. That you would not want Westbrook, you would want Portis. And I think I think you're blinded by the light. I don't know. I always like blinded by the hype. I will say I like Marshall Falk when he was playing on the Colts before he got traded to the the Rams and all that. You're missing the point. Maybe I am then. Well, clear it up for him. Clear it up for you, he might. <laughs> Last time you cleared something up. Yeah, that was a uh, good clear up. <laughs> So on to the pair face. face post of the week. And it's the R.I.P. Bill Walsh. And him and Strong Side Blitz are going at it. And they're going at it pretty heavy. Jesus. Of, there's a lot of Wikipedia um, citations and quotes. And, Jesus. And here it is. There's a, it's a Strong Side Blitz quote against Pearface, And Pearface brings it up. Strong Side Blitz wrote to Pearface to sit here and compare legends of the game is just silly. And then Pearface says, well, you're the one that put, put the tree on the board, baby. And he put an image of... How Bill Parcells has influenced somebody, right? And how Landry has influenced somebody, and how Bill Walsh has influenced all these different coaches. And it's true. And you can pretty much pinpoint all the good offensive coaches back to where Bill Walsh is through Holmgren, through and everything. But then he goes, "Let's go." Mets made a solid point, and to me, that just I don't get it. I think I just went blind. Yeah. yeah. What did he say? Stop talking football. Baseball's on. No, by pointing out that the most coaches can be linked to Walsh or Purcells, which is true. Most coaches in the NFL today can either be linked to Bill Walsh or Bill Parcells. Saying that their names are Bill doesn't really mean anything. I don't think that has anything to do with it. That's where Paraphrase comes in. Well, that statement may not be factually correct either. There are 32 head coaches in the NFL. Even if you count Coughlin, not Jerron, or Petrino, that's five head coaches. Walsh's tree may have seven or eight current head coaches, so at the most, that's 13 out of 32. Now, there's some serious math going on between these guys. <laughs> 
And then Strong Side Blitz writes, Schottenheimer can also be added to that list. I agree with you, Ev, but it's important. I'm just kidding. Strong Side Blitz goes, I'm sorry, Paraphrase says this, Schottenheimer is a good name to add and would definitely qualify the group as having most of the coaches. I was surprised to see that many names. He's generally not regarded as being influential. And I want to bring up the fact that I think Marty Schottenheimer is an institution in the NFL. Going from the Browns to San Diego, I I think oh, he can't win playoff. Games, I'm sorry, so. from the Browns to Kansas City. Well, yeah, oh yeah. I think he's I think he's tip top. So that that was the paraphrase post of the week. I think it it really does boil down to Walsh and Parcells and who they've nurtured and who they who's they nurtured who have nurtured other coaches such as Andy Reid and that douchebag down in Tampa Bay. Gruden. I don't even want to say his name. But Marty Schottenheimer should be mentioned because Marty Schottenheimer was one badass coach. But now you're also saying then uh, Childress is still on that side with Walsh because he came through Andy, Andy Reid. And I totally believe that. Right. So that's, I mean, it keeps going on and on and on. But who's better? If you guys were coaching in the NFL today. Right. Who would I no, rather no, put no, coach no, like? No, no, no. no, 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 no. This I'm asking a question. Evan, I'm allowed to ask questions down here. If I don't ask questions, then this thing might as well be like a bunch of dead air. So hear me out. I'd rather hear dead air. Hear me out. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, here you go. Who's if you guys were about to coach? In the NFL, if I was a running back, whose style would I rather play? Yeah. For? What kind of steroid would you like to take? If you don't the LSD hear- or the TTD, <laughs> the cream and the clear. <laughs> if you don't want to hear my question, then maybe we should end the show. <laughs> I heard a lot of people out there crying. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of computers just clicked off. <laughs> a lot of iPods just froze. <laughs> hear me out. If you were going about to coach today. Would you ex- would you go with a more offensive scheme as Bill Walsh did, or would you feel that defense is more important, such as Bill Parcells? Definitely offense, without a doubt. Dave, yeah, I mean that's I an easy easy answer for me. Offense. I don't think that's an easy answer at all. I think defense mm. well, is your for me best it was. offense. For me, it was easy. For, for you, it's not. Explain yourself then, Ev. If it's that easy, then you have to have some kind of thought process behind because it. I assume. Oh Jesus! Because you want it, you want to score points. Scoring points is is huge. Yeah, but they always say defense wins championships. Yeah, well, they say that defense wins championship, but you're going to have a good defense. You're going to have a good defense if you know you get the good defensive people there. But offense is what has to pick apart the defense. Wait a second, you're going to have a good defense because you're going to have defensive players there. Is that you're going to have a good defense. I mean, take look at the Philadelphia Eagles for instance. They're an offensive minded team. Okay, I realize they haven't won the Super Bowl. But Jim Johnson, I'm talking this era right now. Right. It's an offensive team. That's it's an offensive. The head coach is all offense. He doesn't. I don't even know if he knows what's going on in the defense. But he has Jim Johnson, who knows everything about defense, and he appoints him to do that. And he does a very, 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 very good job. And those two things work. And that off that team is an offensive minded team, and it balances very well. So you can have it balance very well. But I think if you want it, if if one has to overtop the other, offensive. Is, is better than defense. See, I totally disagree with that, and I'll tell you why. Baltimore, I'll give you two examples. Baltimore and Pittsburgh Steelers that recently won the Super Bowls. Pittsburgh Steelers' defense won the Super Bowls for them. It's not Ben Roethlisberger, and while he played out of his ass and he got some really lucky calls, Pittsburgh's defense won that Super Bowl. And I won't even begin to explain how Baltimore's defense took their whole entire season, got them to the Super Bowl. So, Well, if we're going to do no, that, let's talk about the Bears and the Colts then. No, no, I just want to say the this. The Bears' so, defense... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Hear me out. The Bears' defense got them where they were last year. That's a good point. However, I want to say this. Defense can win championships on its own. Can offense win championships on its own? You think so? Yeah. Because of 
the 49ers. But they had good players on defense. Yeah, but they were an offensive-minded team. Right. The Cowboys, they were an offensive-minded team. Absolutely offensive-minded, but they still had good defensive players. Right. But when That's you talk about the three No, you're stars, right. No, you're right. You're right. You're the right. Green Bay Packers. So it, it doesn't have to be balanced. It has to be one has to totally dominate the other side's defense or offense, not have the same balance on your team. In fact, a balance on your team No, there's might no be, balance on a team. There's one or the other. Your, a balance on your team might be detrimental That's to your That's a bad squad. thing, yes. Totally. I, well, think, no, so I think the Patriots are a good thing of balance. They have a great defense. They have a, a great offense. I mean, Brady can. I think that's. I think that's. A, I think that's an exception to the rule in this fact that you have an, a defensive-minded coach who's hardcore defense and will take responsibility for what the talent is on that side. But then you have the talent on the offensive right. side, which really can play. Which, I mean, Brady, which is which totally is what I'm saying about the Philadelphia Eagles. What was my my thing? You have a coach who's offensive-minded, but you, which he takes full responsibility for his offensive mindset. But he puts, he appoints the people on the defense to do what he's got to do. Right. But where's on the? But I think we were talking. I think you guys agreed with me when I said that if the team is balanced, that it's detrimental to the team's ultimate goal. This Eagles team is more balanced than any other team that we've ever seen. What is more proficient, the offense or the defense on the Eagles side? I guess that's well, that's, my a good, that's a good. That's a good question, actually, because the offense always seems to blunder all the time. Well, dude, I don't know. The defense lets up. Uh, Seven, eight yards a carry. Yeah. So I Five mean, touchdowns by Joseph Adai. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with um, maybe the uh, NFC East, how bad it is. Is that a possibility? How they're just – they're all a bunch of mediocre teams in that division right now. And uh, I just don't – I just – I understand what you're saying. I, I just – I think the Eagles and the NFL has moved to a point of superstar status where if you have a superstar, you will do great things, almost as to the point of basketball. Like – LT is a great example. Mm -hmm. If you have somebody like him who's going to score that many touchdowns, you're going to eventually win, regardless of who's your quarterback or who he's playing middle linebacker for you. But the Eagles have such a balanced offense, and I'm not saying balanced as a, in a good way. I'm saying your offense is just as good as your defense. There isn't one thing or one side of the ball that's going to carry the other side of the ball through a game. Do you guys agree or disagree? Do you, do you think I'm – I do. I agree 100% with you. So, therefore, they're not – an elite team that needs to be where a Super Bowl or a championship caliber team because they don't have those players that are going to drag the other squad through and through sacrifice. Yeah, there are no superstar players. There's no doubt about no, that. No, there aren't. McNabb and Westbrook are superstar players. And I'll, I'll say even that um, Dawkins is a superstar player. I mean, you can't make go to that many pro balls, pro balls and not be a superstar player. But I'm, what I'm saying is those they balance each other. You're not sacrificing one to get for the other one to be that much better than everybody else's. You're not sacrificing that much, that one player or two players on defense in order to put that money into offense in order for the Eagles offense to be that much better than every other defense that they're going to play. But you, you know what? what I'm but, saying? but we tried that and we went to the Super Bowl with T.O. No, you he did try that. We tried it. But you, but you got to the Super Bowl because you had that one that superstar playmaker. Exactly. But you didn't have it on defense. But that was okay because you still almost won that game. They thought they had it, though, with Curse. They thought that Curse would have been that other superstar on that other side. Right, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, See, he's so far removed from be. my brain that I don't even think about it think anymore. I think the points that we're making here are beyond relevant. That you don't have that one – you don't have an imbalanced team. You have a balanced team. Right. Balanced teams don't win Super Bowls. Exactly. You can't be top ten for both. You got to have top three for one and top ten. Exactly. Like, exactly. You need to have the Ravens offense with the Ravens shit. I'm sorry, the Ravens Ravens defense. defense with the Ravens shit offense. You need to have 
Um, the Indianapolis Colts right. with the Indianapolis Colts shit defense. Right, and their shit defense pulls it out for the, the Exactly, players. makes an interception at the end or something like that. I agree with you. They step up one time, but they still give up 350 yards in game. Right. You can't but have Peyton the, Manning and it took them four years to get to that. Exactly, you money. Like, I think there's a lot of teams out there, not just the Eagles. It all depends. It, it Like, it's all the head coach. Whatever the head coach mindset is on what they want to come and bring to the table. I agree. If they want to bring the defensive mindset to the table, and, and then they're going to pump money into that area. I mean, that's how it's always been. Always. So you're on point. The coach from uh, Baltimore, what's his name? Is it Brian Bill- Billick. Brian Billick. He's an offensive-minded coach. Yeah, and the defense. That's what I was going to bring that up. But and the defense is the one. And then I know. And he realized that. He goes, hey, you know what? I already have this defense. All he has to do is keep bringing one or two players into that. If he can never get that offense going again, right? But that's how he that. almost lost his job because he's an offensive. He's all. He's the offensive guy. Yep. And they were losing those two years that they, they had losing seasons, and they're like, "Well, he's got to go." Right. And that you know that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's crazy. I think it is important to note that when you say that you're and you're playing football and you have you read the paper every Monday morning, you say, "How can a defense this good lose this game seven three? It's impossible, right? If you don't have some kind of way to score points the defense will lose every time exactly well that's what we were saying that's why i felt you need offense you can't win a game zero zero so offense is more important than defense that's what we think but not for championships and defense pretty much can step up i don't know it's complicated ish but that's you can talk about that we can talk about that for the next four hours i agree with you i mean we could we could just break down what i'm trying to say is talk about that i'm trying to say is that the eagles have a can of corn here. There's nothing to be excited about. They could easily be a top 10, top 12 team. Or they could easily be a bottom 10, bottom 12 team. All right, let's move on to partner shots. Well, that's what I want to say real quick, though, is uh, when you're talking about having one or the other, just think of the Phillies. They got all that. The offense. All the offense you want. If they don't beat you 10 to something... Totally agree with you. Three to two. But I think I think the Phillies are a terrific example here. If the Phillies didn't have that offense, they'd be 12, 13, 15 games out. Oh, right. But are they um, World Series caliber? That offense is. Right, but they have that pitch and that but pitch if they, isn't. But the point is this, and I think you would agree with me, if they got into the playoffs, you never you, that offense could carry that. Well, that's, what we, that's just exactly. like the Colts last year. You never know. Right. The defense could do right. it. But if they had that one other pitcher, if they had Brett Myers, just say if Brett Myers was still yeah. a starter, you had that solid starter with Cole Hamels. Now I agree. You got that extra star player. You have that star player you're looking for. I agree. But that's I, that's what I'm just saying, and that's what I think about the Brewers. The Brewers to me are just an offensive team. Right. I and think they their pitching is very suspect, and that's why they're not going to make it through right. the season. I do. I don't think they're going to even make it to the playoffs. No. I are agree. they a quote unquote farce? No, I don't think they're a farce. They had a good run. Well, they're a very All- young team. I mean, they got a yeah. great. They're like the they Phillies. They got players. that fielder and Hardy. I mean, they got a nice little team there. I know. I mean, they have been building for the last three years. They're always they're always in the wild card for the last three years, and now they're making a move around the wild card. Wild card hunt. Yeah, yeah. around that wild card hunt. Is that your parting shot? Well, can you give me one? Yes, I can. This is off of uh, a D-man post, also though. But uh, KG coming to the East in basketball, dude. That's huge. They got. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen now, and Kevin Garnett. It's huge. Dude, the Sixers. We're not going to talk about the Sixers at all next year. No. Besides the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, let's go down there and just watch KG. Yeah, KG. We can see KG coming seven times or whatever it Dude's is. Dude's a specimen and one of the best players to ever live. It's going to be horrible for the Sixers. If the the draft didn't prove that uh, they were going to suck this year, now the moves at the other team in their division, you know. It's going to be it's going to be hard to root for the Sixers team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they might not win two dozen games this year. Two dozen. I'm sorry, a dozen. 
So Hopefully funny. they win a dozen. Well, you know what I said two dozen is because <laughs> every time, every picture of Kevin Garnett that I saw this year, he had a, pic, a Dunkin' Donuts logo behind him. So that's why I get the dozen and the two dozen. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little crazy. You talking with you. donuts now? Donuts mm. now. You money? You know, I wanted to bring up the Sixers as well on my parting shot. Oh, jeez. Wow, Please. two people one night talking about the Sixers. I know, it's crazy. Maybe somebody should talk about pornography or something. after this just to balance. Well, you know, it's because of Garnett, of course. Um, what it, What is going on with this team? It just, it totally, it, it brings out how bad they were with this draft. They're not doing anything. It's it's a horrible, horrible team. They're three years out. There's not going to do anything. There's no superstars. Seems to me, though, that they have a plan now. Though. At least they're sticking to their plan. And what is that plan, Dave? To Billy King's going to keep blackmailing Ed Snyder. Yeah. yeah, no, to burn off all this money salary that they. So have it's all to Weber, Weber, Weber. Get rid of Weber. Get rid of Alverson. Not Alverson. Get rid of Iverson's salary that they're still paying. Mm-hmm. When those are over with, then they're going to have money to pay serious free agents. But again, it doesn't matter to me, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to take your thunder, but it doesn't matter to me if the Sixers team makes the playoffs. Give me a championship caliber team. Otherwise, leave me alone. Well, you don't have one. Definitely have I a playoff caliber And you're not going to have one no. for a long time. And that's what was my parting shot. I mean, they're, they're, they're the poorest of the poor. I agree with you. And, yeah, and but they, they, they had the most money out of everywhere. In a city with such basketball tradition. Yeah, where's this tradition? Dude, Philadelphia is Every, Everybody says it's a hoop town. It's not a hoop town. Bullshit. Big it's Five a, it's owns it. a football it. town, No, dude. Big Five owns it. Okay, okay. So you're talking college now. Right, but no, but that's, that's basketball. basketball. College yeah. basketball. I Philadelphia. Mean, Will Chamberlain coming up. A lot of the players out in the, the league. Katina Mobley, Wallace. No one talks about the Sixers in Philadelphia. There's nothing to talk about. Right. Ever. 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 But it's still a basketball town. All right, then. It's absolutely it doesn't, It's not town. owned by basketball. No. People a love a winner. That's Whoever's winning, that's who owns a town. Trust me, when the, the Sixers went to the you know, championship, everybody had their little flags from the yeah, window. Yeah, I was and, there. I was there. Yeah, yeah. People were going crazy. Gotta crazy. go to Moe's. Yeah. Gotta go to Modell's. I realize everybody likes a winner, but... No one likes the basement loser either. Nobody likes the basement loser. You might give, give, sure. give me a break. Help me out here. What's going on? This 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 city is starving. You done? My parting shot is. Oh, Dave's finishing his cool one. I want to make sure I get the same real okay, quick. I thought we we're done. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I have my parting shot, Dave. I'm still a member of this crew. I thought you were going to ask a, a question. No questions for you two. So, who do you like better in a boxing match? Clinton Portis or Bill Walsh? <laughs> My parting shot has to do with boxing, Evan. Thank you very much. If anybody has HBO on demand, they have the I don't know what, I don't know what they call it, but it's a um, a retrospective, a one hour retrospective of the first Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier fight. And what's very important in that fight is that Muhammad Ali, I didn't know this, moved to Philly. To he used to talk. be called Cassius. He used to be called Cassius Clay. Okay, I wouldn't say that to his face though. You could now. You could now though. However, he moved to Philly to taunt oh, yeah. Joe Frazier. And, David, you and I were three months old when this fight was going on. It was March of 1971. And it was Ooh, you're old. from everything. <laughs> wow, did I just say that out loud? Yeah. It was everything that a boxing match should be. Prize fighters in a ring, undefeated, the best of the best, and Joe Frazier won. And what's important to note that is a defer- it was really the first time that Philadelphia was the epicenter of a sports at that point, First and the last. absolute epicenter. This brought everybody out of their houses worldwide. I'm not just talking about United States. Worldwide, these two, they, everybody wanted these two to get together. And what was amazing is that 
Philadelphia was the absolute rock-solid place to be if you wanted to be in the know in this fight. There was no ESPN. There was oh, no, no internet. Nothing. You had to read about it in the paper. Two days later. And if later. you didn't get the local paper, you had to have that mailed to you somewhere. So I'm just saying it. To watch it. If you have HBO on demand, watch it. It is amazing. Isn't it? Like, isn't Muhammad Ali walking down the street and he goes to the gym? Yeah. No, they go to, no he goes to the gym, right? And he goes, I want you, Frazier. Yeah, and then he goes, him. Hey, I'll meet you in Fairmont Park. And then the whole crowd walks to Fairmont Park. Yeah. Thousands of people walk to Fairmont Park, right? And Frazier doesn't show up because he thinks he's fucking with him. Imagine a Muhammad Ali walking down the city. Like, yeah. I mean, just... Like, dude, and Butch Lewis was saying, dude, the storefronts closed. Center City Philadelphia yeah, closed down to go to Fairmont Park. So what's cool about that is Frazier's like, I'm not going to deal with him anymore because I'll deal with him in the ring when I deal right. with him. He's just talking. That's all Muhammad Ali. That's what Frazier was saying. He Joe just talks. Joe Frazier, man, was so... I, again, if you don't know anything of the history of this fight, it's something to definitely watch. Joe Frazier was so angry because Muhammad Ali taunted him so bad, racial epithets and from top to bottom, that he just wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill him. And he was, he had his son, uh, Marvin Frazier, was sitting on, on the show and he said, what was your dad praying about before the, for the um, what was your dad praying about before the fight? And Marvin Frazier said, he said to the Lord, please give me the strength to kill this man because he's not righteous. And he went out there just to smoke him. And he smoked him. He beat him down hard. Beat him down hard. And that left hook is something that you should put into a Hall of Fame somewhere. That's my parting shot. That's a very nice parting shot. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. I'll see you post my Saturday, you motherfucker. You better uh, not pick Clinton Portis this year. Well, we'll traditionally get the last pick in the draft, so he'll be there. I know.